Hey, hey, it's Samantha with the Rediscover Real podcast. Are you feeling overwhelmed, confused, or stuck on a hamster wheel from constantly seeking external tools, validation, and buffering in a search for more joy and fulfillment? Rediscover Real means to pull back the curtain and return to the foundation, peeling away the layers of mindsets, identities, and beliefs that no longer serve us. As we choose to grow, move forward, and show up fully as God intended, because at our very core, inside of you lies everything already, as God created you absolutely perfect. We get to uncover and rediscover what's inside of us, and then to expand into what we're capable of. In this space, we'll dive into topics on personal finance and budgeting, mindset and growth, relationships, network marketing, and entrepreneurship. There's sure to be some laughter and possibly a few tears along the way. I'm on the journey and you're invited. I'm holding out my hand for you. Will you join me? Let's rediscover real together. Hey, I'm back and today we're talking entrepreneurship and so I wanted to just kind of cover that basis because we're going to dive into some of these topics as we go along but I kind of wanted to like set the stage for it for this topic so um, entrepreneurship is something that is really dear to my heart because I've been an entrepreneur since I was three years old um, now, obviously I was three, so let's be clear. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of parental guidance, um, and, and help and doing, but that it's something that is definitely in my blood. And I grew up on a farm as well. And, and so we always had multiple businesses on the farm and, but I had my own. And, and that will be a story for another day, but it's just something that's really dear to me because of that. So this is going to be fairly short. Um, I think, so I wanted to kind of just start with, with the meaning of an entrepreneur and it's from, uh, the dictionary definition is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. Many entrepreneurs see potential in this market. Um, and I thought that, that was interesting just in that they would straight up talk about greater than normal financial risks um, in order to do so. And there's different types of entrepreneurs as well. Now we'll get into kind of like the business, the small business side in a second, but there's, there's four different types of entrepreneurs. And, and the first one is coasting. Um, opportunity comes to them or it doesn't. And it's kind of that just like passive kind of entrepreneur. Uh, the conservative entrepreneur 
is very like moderate with of resources and protecting existing resources, right? And and then there's aggressive, um, which are you know proactive, all in, actively seeking opportunities. And then there's the innovator slash revolutionary and attains growth through innovation. And so I thought it was just interesting to hear the difference in that. Now, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you would make a great CEO. And this takes growth. And even with the right skills and the innovative mindsets, it's depending on where they're at and where or where you are at, if you're looking at this, it's not that you can't do it. Now, this is with a growth mindset. I fully believe that anyone can learn and grow and step into that. But some people have things that they have, you know, they're, they have gifts. Um, that God has given them and placed in their lives, or they have areas of expertise and areas where they're passionate about things that just light them up and, and it comes more naturally to them. And so the day-to-day runnings and operations and, and being that CEO might not actually be the fit for a lot of entrepreneurs, because oftentimes a lot of entrepreneurs we see fit into that like innovation and revolutionary um, entrepreneur category. And I actually have one of my bosses was exactly this. He is brilliant and super intelligent and like does incredible things. But he's definitely that like innovator and revolutionary person who's in that space managing doing the day-to-day and figuring out the nitty-gritty and and taking care of that and being the ceo wasn't actually necessarily his strength now did he do it was he incredible at it uh was he did he do it and was he good at it and competent and could he get the job done yes was it the place where he was passionate about um and where he lit up no And so it's really interesting to, as you start to step into those things, and I actually have a friend just the other day, I was having a conversation with, and, and he has his own business. And and he said that he's basically kind of stepped out of that CEO role, right? And allowing somebody else to do that. And he, I mean, he very much is still involved in the business and does all the things and, but he is the innovator and the revolutionary. And, and I thought there's so much wisdom in being able to recognize that and having being able to set your ego or your pride aside because oftentimes it comes with a lot of that of like well I have to do this and like well it's my business I need to run it there's no way somebody else could possibly do it better than me and so for him to be able to say no I stepped aside and I'm letting somebody else who's incredibly competent and capable run like do that role for me and they get compensated well for it um that is exception like such such good leadership and growth and and having a growth mindset and truly being a leader and being someone who who sees the vision of for what could be and knowing that that you are going to have areas where you can be competent in something it doesn't mean that that's 
your zone of genius. And so I thought that was just really, really interesting. So, so that's kind of the entrepreneur side. Now, the other side is that kind of the small business side. Now, as an entrepreneur, you probably have a small business or you're wanting to start one. But the entrepreneur is specifically talking about the individual, right? Not the small business. And so just some, we hear a lot of facts get thrown around about how many small businesses fail and what the, what the statistics are around that. And so I want to touch on that a little bit because I pulled them up. Um, so so 20% of small businesses fail in their first year, 30% fail in their second year, 50% fail after five years, and 70% fail after their 10th year in business. Um, I've heard higher statistics than that before, so it was interesting to actually pull them up in here. Now, something else that I read that was really interesting was that most businesses last, the average time span, lifespan for a small business was like eight and a half years, I believe. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting because so often it's those seasons and it's okay to say, you know, you, you think about wanting to build something, a legacy business, and we, we do want that. And so first of all, for their, you know, for the, the failure rate to be that 70% of small businesses have failed by their 10th year, it only leaves 30%, you know, three out of 10 businesses um, will still be around. And it depends, you know, those, those statistics can fluctuate depending on what industry the businesses are in and all of those different things as well, right? Um, some things that I thought also were interesting was that 84, what was it? 84% of entrepreneurs are working overtime. And another neat fact that I think is really applicable to this is 99% of small business or small businesses account for 99% of all U.S. companies. And that's a U.S. statistic. But um, I thought it was just interesting to hear um, what that what some of those look like. Um, 30, uh, 29% of small business owners are motivated by flexibility. And that was something that I thought was really interesting because as an entrepreneur, something that's really important to me is flexibility. And in having flexibility in my day to day and in my life, but there's a lot of people that they care more about what they're creating and creating something that's their own. And that's such a cool thing. And I mean, I love that too. I love having that. But that's not, I wouldn't say that's my, I don't think that's my key motivator. Whereas for some people, they don't care if they have to work more hours, longer hours, etc. They just want to have something they want to work for themselves. That's their, that's their key motivator, right? 
So if you're looking at going into, you know, starting a company, having a small business, being an entrepreneur, you know, you, you want to be an entrepreneur, all those things, knowing and recognizing what motivates you, what your priorities are in life, right? I mean, those two statistics, one being how many small business owners do it for time flexibility or time freedom. And second of all, how many entrepreneurs are working overtime? If your priorities are to spend more time with your family, you need to be really careful about what kind of business you're starting. Now, what I'll say is, as someone who has multiple different small businesses and has traditional small businesses and then also network marketing small businesses, and that that is one of the things that I love the most about my network marketing business is because, and I talked about this in the um, network marketing episode, because it allow because the barrier to entry is so much lower because all those things are taken care of and the, you know like you with a network marketing business you know you pay hopefully you know an annual fee a low a very low annual fee you know less than a hundred dollars um or whatever it is for you for your company and you have access to everything you need in order to build your business you're not taking time to do research and development or to talk about supply chain or to you know to to set up your supply chain to work with manufacturers to work with you know lawyers and compliance and you know all the employees and and accounting and billing and um your your web de um, development team and your sales and marketing packaging and all of those different things all there's so many there's so many hats as a small business owner that you get to wear and and it's oftentimes very exhausting um if you have a like a product whereas if you have a network marketing company your sole responsibilities depending on how, what type of network marketing company again refer back to the other episode um but they basically boil down to sales not even necessarily like a little bit of marketing but not on like a corporate level because all the marketing stuff is done for you um so sales customer service and leadership and and that really kind of boils it down to to what it is and so that takes so much off of a person as an entrepreneur and as someone with their own business, because again, depending on the type of business you have, but if you're with a solid network marketing business, you are a business owner, you have your own, you are an independent ambassador, you know, it's your own business. And so you, you know, you have to do your own like personal accounting um, for expenses or hire a bookkeeper. Um, and you have to, you know, you're building your network and doing sales and you're doing providing excellent customer service and you're developing your leadership and leading people and coaching people well but that's it that and so that's why 
it's kind of that idea almost like some people call it like a business in a box. And I I love that term because it really is. It it allows you to the how you're gonna get paid and how you get paid and and payroll is all set up for you. So all you have to do is worry about those those few things. Now this this isn't trying to convince you to do network marketing over a traditional small business. I just find it really fascinating to see what's possible. And so then your time is put into, you know, those those three buckets as opposed to 25 different buckets or more, right? And trying to spin all of those plates. And so it's you if if your priorities are okay, I want to do something else. I want to expand my income and be in control of my income and you know, et cetera, et cetera, those things. But you also, it's a huge priority for you to have time flexibility. Now, that's not to say you don't have to show up and do the work in a network marketing business. We talked about this on that podcast as well. Um, you have to show up and put in the work, but it's a season. Like if you put the hours that you put into a small business, if you put that into a network marketing business, um, you would be so far down the road. And and if you were growing and learning and improving, you would be so far and making incredible income with the right company. I'm always going to have that disclaimer in there. Now, this isn't disclaimer. This is not financial advice. This is not me telling you what to do. These are my opinions and and strictly my opinions and my perspectives. Everybody's going to have a different perspective. This is not legal advice in any way, shape, or form. Okay, got it. Good. So, so with a small business, being really cognizant of the time it takes. Now, if it's a passion project of yours and it's something you are wanting to invest in, this this is your like purpose and your drive and all of those things go do it we need more small businesses i love small businesses traditional and network marketing i love them all and we need more of those just be aware of what that looks like okay now some other kind of interesting things that i just wanted to touch on first of all you can you know especially now these days depending on the type of business you have whether it's what we call b to c which is business to consumer so you're selling a product to a consumer or it's B2B which is business to business so you're selling you know you're providing a service or a product for another business um will determine a lot of what your business looks like what your marketing looks like what your um sales looks like what your like so many different factors play into that and then along with that depends also on how you're selling and how what you're marketing and, and your sales and what that looks like, right? Um, if you have a brick and mortar business, like a storefront, um, and you have you know an in-person place for people to shop, you have a B2C business and you have an in-person place for people to shop, or if you're a B2B business, business to business, where you're providing a service and you know you have equipment and employees. Um, that could look, you know, those spaces and what you're looking for are going to look very different. And then there's the online space, right? And so whether you're an entrepreneur, 
with a small business and you, you know, you work by yourself for yourself and you, you know, you do consulting or you have that, it's still very much your own business. Um, you know, you can consult under different companies or just independent consulting, right? And where you, you know, you find your own clients and you do all of the work and, and you do that by yourself. And then just from an on or from an online perspective, you know, selling your products online, right? You can decide whether you want to have a brick and mortar, an actual storefront for people, or if you are just marketing your products online, right? Um, that's going to depend on the kind of products you have, right? But I mean, the online space has opened up so much for us and allowed us to do so much. Um, you get to choose though. I actually have a client that has um, a, I want to keep this vague. Um, they have a B to C business, so business to consumer business with products that are best tried on in person and, you know, shopped in person, but everyone buys them online these days. Everyone buys them online. But her integrity and her, what she's comfortable with is to not sell online. And so she gets to make that choice as a small business owner. And, and that's a business choice for her. And, you know, she's been able to be very successful even without having that online store. And so you really do get to choose um, what works for you and what works for your business and what you're, what you're comfortable with. So those are just a few things um, I wanted to touch on and kind of that difference between small business owner versus entrepreneur and, and some of that stuff. And then also kind of that network marketing piece coming into it a little bit because it, I think there's so many different facets to it. And if you have dreams and if you have goals, things you want to go and do, go do them. Like I said, fail forward faster, jump in, be smart. Um, but, but start, don't wait for the perfect time or someday down the road or whatever, start because there'll never be a better time than right now. And, and if God has put something on your heart and, and you feel the need and the desire, like that you should be stepping into it and you've used discernment and prayed about and all those things, then step into it. Don't wait for like it to drop out of the sky for you. Start researching it and, but not just researching it, start taking action steps to move forward on it. All right. We'll be back with another episode. I'll be back with another episode. My, my sleeping kitty is still here. Like I said, I might, I was, I'm probably going to be batch recording these. So you're getting me with my mint green yet again. Um, but that's, that's the joy of getting to batch things and have time flexibility. Right. And that's one of these things that I want to be able to pour into you and to hopefully shed some light and bring some clarity, but also to do it on my schedule and to be able to do it when it works for me. So 
I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. If you have questions about any of this, I would love to hear. Reach out to me on social media, email me. Um, the links are all in the show notes and in the um, show description. So be sure to reach out to me. I would so love to hear from you. Tell me what you found interesting or a perspective shift or just questions, something that you want me to clarify, whether on any topic um, or anything or your own perspective. I would love to just hear your own thoughts on something as well and, and hear your perspective. So we'll see you all again soon. You just finished another episode of the Rediscover Real podcast. My hope is always that you come away encouraged as you listened. And if you found this valuable, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to tag me on social. I love seeing your takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And I would so appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review this podcast. Visit my website, linked in the show notes, to get your special free gift for subscribing. And be sure to connect with me on social. Shoot me a message and say, hey, remember, I'm on the journey and you're invited. I'm holding out my hand for you. Will you join me?